Hello and welcome to the Love to Learn English podcast. My name is Rich, and in today's episode, I will be talking to my friend Jack, who is currently working for the London Police. If you want to help the podcast grow and give us support, please go to lovetolearnenglish.com. At the website, we have worksheets for season one with the best vocabulary and tips to help you speak English the way it is spoken on the streets. Hi, Jack. How are you? Good. Good. Excellent. Welcome back. We're in for another fun episode today. Only today we're not talking about the army. We're talking about your new career, which is in the police, right? That's, that's right. Yeah. So similar question to the one we started with last time. How and why did you join the police? So for th- those people who did, haven't listened to the last episode. It was a great episode. We talked a lot about your army career. So you came out of the army. What year? Two thousand six, fifteen. Two thousand fifteen. Two thousand fifteen. And then you decided to join the the police, Jack. So how and why? So when I was in the army in two thousand fourteen, in the army you have to give one year's notice to get out. So during that one year, I've basically applied for the Metropolitan Police. Uh, which is in London. I applied there and went through all the steps, assessments, and I joined the police force. The reason why I joined the police force, I believe, it was a direct career change. So from I'm going from one establishment, which is a, a discipline, functional. You know, it's, it's it's quite disciplined, and there are steps, and there is it's an establishment. You know, yeah, it's a big institution, big institution, which is you know it has steps and procedures and policies. Same like that. The Metropolitan Police also has steps, procedures, and it's also quite disciplined as well. So I wanted to go directly into it, and I got got in straight away. Did you not feel you had already had enough <laughs> of institutions and danger? No, if, and if you look, no. everything in life, uh, everything in life is an institution. If you look in a normal business now, that's also an institution. There is a director there who will basically expect. A certain amount of discipline and policy and procedures adhering adhered to yeah. for yourself. So in private and in public, it's all the same. You're just there. You need to enjoy what you're doing, and you're also trying to pay the bills. To be honest, and I believe this was a natural career step. It makes sense. It's I mean, it's a lot different, I think, to other institutions. If you work for a bank, you're not going to be you know arresting people and getting no, shot if, 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 if you if you bog down to the finer finer details in, in banks for instance um there are there is again there's targets you have to you have to recruit a certain amount of new customers to join up and uh, there is t- is target based yeah you have to sell certain products such yeah. as credit cards savings accounts etc etc Likewise, in the police force as well, you are target-based. You have to try and reduce a crime in certain areas. You have to try and enforce the law, mm-hmm. uh, help out the local community wherever you're based. So yeah. So just to go back there, so a target is a goal. That's right. right goal it's something set. that they want to. That's right. Aim to achieve, aim to accomplish, uh, in that in that profession. So I'm gonna. Start with some extremes here. Okay. Okay. What's the best bit about being a police officer? The best bit about being a police officer, I think, the most important bit is you are going through traffic with the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you can only do that if you are responding to a call. No. Co- coffee and donuts. <laughs> coffee and donuts. Are... That's a usual stereotype. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry. But... Go on. I, I did not promise you a stereotype-free interview. Oh, is that right? <laughs> it's got biased. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Go on. Go ahead. Okay. So, 
So in the police force, uh, in the, well, in the Metropolitan Police Force, it's quite a secure job. It's, it's really, really secure job, you know. You, Just to explain that, Metropolitan Police Force refers to the London. So in London itself, there's two police forces. Okay, please, please there is there There is a Metropolitan Police Force, which is uh, which operates with about 30,000 officers, mm-hmm. which covers the whole of London, which, which covers... The whole of London, and then there is the London City Police. Which yeah. The City of London they operate differently, where it is for the banks, which is like HSBC and all these. There is a financial capital of yeah. London as well, and the City of London Police they operate within that jurisdiction. Jurisdiction being area, area legal, that's right. a legal area like area, a, a location. Right. Sorry, did you, did you get to the point? What's the best bit about being a police officer? Not yet. Did you say? So, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I went off on a uh, tangent also... there. The police force, the best bit is you're, you are in a service, you're wearing the same uniform, you are a, a part of society, but you are looked up to. It's quite a respectable job as a police officer. Yeah. If I, if, if I, if I go into, I don't know, court, for instance, you know, yeah. the judges refer to me as an officer as well. And, you know, you have a quite a good inter... Well, you have a good relationship with the judges, the solicitors, the barristers. But yeah, it's, it's a it's a different part of society that, you know, that people don't know about. Yeah, it certainly is that you get to see things that you wouldn't have access to That's in, right. a, in a, another type of job. So the other extreme then, what's the worst part about being a police officer in, in London? The worst part, as you know, in London, there is a lot of crime that happens. Uh, it's a city of nine or 10 million people. We only have 30,000 officers. If you now if you now put that into a ratio, thirty thousand officers for ten million people is not enough. It, there are less now as well, right? Because they reduced that's the numbers. Right. Is that, I'm correct. That's this? right. Um, mm-hmm. As I was uh, in two thousand and fourteen, when the previous, as you know, the new prime minister is David Cameron, but the previous prime minister Theresa May, she was the home minister. But Boris Johnson, you mean? Sorry, sorry, Boris Johnson. Who 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 did say prime so, minister? So yeah, just to explain, there we had it was Theresa May. David Cameron, then no, no, hang on. David Cameron, Theresa May, Boris, Boris Johnson. Johnson. Now, so yeah. when David Cameron was in power, when he was in office as a prime minister, the home minister was Theresa May, mm-hmm. and she was in charge for in charge of all the spending for the police, police and the public services like NHS and so on. Mm-hmm. And she was. She was. She did a lot of cuts because there was a recession at the time as well. But she mm-hmm. cut a lot of the public spending on the public uniform forces. Hence, why that's why there was massive shortage. There was a lot of short for police forces, yeah. and that's the worst thing, right? The, yeah, not enough. So, yeah, there's, there's not enough. Do that's right. We cannot do any, everything, and also a lot. Of, lot is expected of us. Yeah. So, say for instance, I'm traveling down in uniform. I'm in uniform. Mm-hmm. I'm traveling down. And then all of a sudden, people will just approach you. People will just come out of the woodworks and they will come to you and say, look, officer, there is someone over there. Yeah, he's, he's arguing with someone else. Can you please go and deal with it? You as being as uniformed, you're in uniform. You can't just say, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm going to another incident right now. Can I please come I'm, back to you? I'm just finishing my coffee. That's right. Well, can I? Can I? Well, can I let, please let come ju- back? Let to me you? just finish this pack of cigarettes, and then. <laughs> but you can't, you know, you, you can't say that. You have to be, you know, straight away. But okay, I'll come. I'll deal with it. Yeah. But you are. What's actually happened inherently is you're dealing with that situation, but you're not actually getting 
your actual tasks which you are set out to do, you you cannot get that done. Lots of distractions then. There's lots of distractions because even if you try and push it on to another colleague of yours, but they're busy as well. They're in the same boat as you. You can't do that. Interesting idiom. To be in the same boat, to Mm -hmm. be in the same boat means to be in the same position. That's right. Or circumstance Mm -hmm. for someone else. Okay, cool. So I, I want to talk to you now a bit about London in general, types of crimes people can expect mm-hmm. and, and so on, because a lot of the students will be either living in London or moving to London. Is London safe? Do you think it's a safe major city? Yes, I, I believe London is safe. The police do their best to keep it safe. And I think the public as well to help. A majority of public do help the police as well to try and reduce crime. But in London, especially the city of Westminster, mm-hmm. um, Trafalgar Square, so on, or Kensington, Chelsea, there are main tourist hubs. Yeah. And what happens there... Tourist hub meaning tourist centre. Tourist centre, that's right. Mm-hmm. And what happens there is a lot of pickpocketing. So if you come to London, make sure you keep your belongings safe and close to you. Just explain what pickpocketing is. for. Pickpocketing is, is basically you're walking along, someone reaches into your pocket and just grabs a lovely phone. And they just keep it for themselves and walk off. And you won't even yeah. be, you won't be none the wiser until later on you're trying to look for your phone yeah. and you don't have it. Make sure your bags are <laughs> closed. Anything personal is, you know, in a safe location and you, you know where everything is uh, because there's a lot of pickpocketing happening in London. But the other crime, if you look on the other side now, is knife crime. There's a lot of knife crime in London, but tourists, it doesn't affect the tourists. It's mainly gang related. Yeah, that's, I have an auntie who lives in London. She's saying it. They don't, they don't stab, meaning attack with a knife. They don't stab random people so much. It's more just gangs and other gangs. That's right. That's right. What's the gang violence about? Why do the gangs fight? So gangs is all about money, money and power. So gangs, for instance, if you now operate, I don't know, out of, um, let's say, Brixton, for instance, there's, there's several gangs in Brixton, and each gang would be operating out of a council estate. They can only sell drugs within that certain jurisdiction or area. They have areas yeah. which they are control of, and they can sell drugs in that area. If someone else goes and sells drugs in another area, what happens is the other, per- other gang doesn't like it because they're not stepping on their turf. Turf means? Area area but turf is more used for like a drug area right so Whoa. jurisdiction is a legal term yeah turf is more like a gang area correct turf turf you can refer to it well turf is just a slang i believe yeah. turf it doesn't have to refer to just you know if if, if 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 i say you know you're you're coming to my turf and then you're playing up, yeah, okay yeah you're coming to my area and you're playing up it's not it's just a slang but in, in, in London, what in London, not just in London, but everywhere, as you know, gangs, it's all about drugs and how to drugs and money and they need to keep hold of their power. So one person will be arguing on the person and that say person A stabs person B, the person B dies. Person B's gang will get angry or irritated. What they do is then hunt for person A and they kill two people. And then person A's gang gets more irritated. It's just a cycle. It's just yeah, a vicious, vicious cycle. And it keeps going on and on and on. And what they do in London nowadays is mainly... The main culprits, it's not in older people. They're, they're 13, 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds. They're yeah. all school kids, you know. And that's the scary part of it. Yeah, that's young, I think, to be involved in crime, right. uh, particularly with anything to do with, uh, with knives. 
So something that else has been in the news a lot, I think we can't not talk about mm-hmm. it at the moment, is, is terrorism in mm-hmm. London. Obviously, that's a big concern for many tourists and, and people who want to move to London. Do you think the terror threat is high in London? Is it risky? Terrorism, it happens, well, it happens in other countries as well. Yeah. But London is more of a sought-after area because it is the tourist center. Anything that happens in London is going to shake the world. Yeah. Everyone in the world is going to find out about what happened in London. Even the person in Uzbekistan or Turkmenistan, they're going to find out that someone blew up London Bridge. Yeah. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get an impact. But you don't have to worry about terrorism because terrorism, the police force itself, within the police force, they have counter-terrorism units and they do their utmost to try and counteract it. Um, such as they, they basically... There are, there are bits where it does slip through. You mm-hmm. know, you can't monitor everyone. It's just not possible. Yeah. But they do do their best and they contract a lot of terrorist activities as well. And what should people do if they see something suspicious, something unusual when they're in London? If, say, for instance, you see a bag that has been left there, get away from the bag as soon as possible. Call yeah. the authorities, whoever it is. Call the police. What's call the number? 999 if it's mm-hmm. emergency. Um, 101 if it's not emergency in the UK. Explain to them what it is. If it's, if it's say, instead of tube station, speak to the... There will be someone, there'll be a staff member there who you can contact and straight away they will get in touch with British Transport Police and sort that issue out. Because don't be scared of... Because if we show fear in in coming to London and we're scared of coming to London, we're actually letting the evil win. Yeah. We cannot let them win because that's what they want. They want to instigate more and more fear. But we should not let them win and we should be we should be strong. Yeah, and that's how you stand against it. Okay, so I'm going to talk to you about one final topic. And that's the topic, it's a bit of an uncomfortable one, and that's the topic of uh, bribes. Mm-hmm. So I'll just explain what this vocab means. So to bribe or a bribe. And that's when you give a police officer money, generally so that you don't get arrested or go to jail or have any other further consequences. In many countries, unfortunately, this is very common. What should people do when they're in the UK? Is it typical to bribe police officers or is this not a common occurrence in the UK? In the UK, I believe, as far as I know, it's not common. Because yeah. when I joined the police force, for instance, what they look for, they, they do a vetting process, a vetting process, which is complete disclosure of your background. Yeah. That means that you have to give details of your parents, yeah. where, what their bank accounts are, where they live, your siblings, that means your brothers or sisters, any family who are in any criminal activity, any family members, you know, anything. You there, there's, there's four or five pages of application and you have to put everything in. And what they do in this vetting process is they check everything. They check your bank accounts. They check how much debt you have. Are you susceptible to debt? Um, are you susceptible to bribery? Because in the in the police force, you come across thousands. I've come across, in my, in my career, so I've come across thousands and thousands of banknotes, hundreds of thousands, you know. Yeah. And it's very easy for me to just take the money and put it in my pocket and walk off. It's yeah. very, very easy. But someone will find out eventually. Yeah. And it's just not worth that risk. In the police force, you are always under scrutiny. And Scru- you, scrutiny means? Scrutiny means um, you're... Always under the magnifying glass. You need to explain that as well. So ma- <laughs> a magnifying glass is a yeah. glass you use to make 
uh, words look words bigger. Lou- louder to make words bigger that's right. on the page that's right. if you don't have good eyesight. That's right. So it means that people are always watching you, always looking closely that's at right. everything you do, right? That's right. So in, in the police force, for instance, if you now go into a house, imagine, and there is um, a shoebox there with thousands of pounds of notes inside, you cannot take that money or count it without someone else being there. Okay, someone else, another officer has to be there and to witness you taking the money and you cannot counter either. All you do is take that money, put it into a, a evidence bag, which is a bag which for, for evidential purposes. And this then just gets you know, closed off, sealed. And then there is a process for that bag as well, where it goes under a certain chain, you know, a, a certain chain such as, you know, say for instance, the bag goes back to custody. Mm-hmm. Custody is where, you know, you keep people who has been arrested. It goes back to custody and then you seize it as evidence. And for this chain, it needs to have a series of links. We cannot just take the money and just put it anywhere, just dump it. Yeah, That's not how it works. It has to have a series of chain and every chain needs to be accounted for. So yeah. every single person who comes in contact with that money needs to sign their name and their, their warrant number. A warrant number, which is which is basically your your number. Every police officer has a number that's given, and their warrant number they had to put next to it as well to account that they have been in contact with that money. But in the UK, as I was saying, bribery is just not possible. If you bribe a police officer in the UK, you get a lot a lot of trouble. Yeah. So although this may be common in many other countries, mm. it's not common here, and actually you'll get in more trouble, not less trouble, even if you try to do it. So even if you offer the police officer money that in itself is a crime that's right so even if they don't accept it's a crime so please do not do that in the uk because you'll get yourself in more trouble not less so i think that's everything for today jack so thanks again for joining me okay thank you take care and see you soon thanks bye-bye